So I would like to lay a foundation on the biblical aspects of communication because it's the crucial thing um, in marriage. It's important how we communicate. I believe these, it's not only for marriage, they can be used in any relationships, you know, how you relate to people, how do you talk uh, to people. A lot of people are skilled, educated, but what makes them not to climb the ladder is not being able uh, to know how to communicate with people. Some of your destiny helpers are chased away because you, you don't know how to communicate. Uh, you, know. you don't know how to handle conflict. Uh, you know. So we want to dwell on that, but we want to uh, start looking also at, uh, because communication brings unity and uh, unification. So the purpose of uh, communication in marriage is to help facilitate growing relationships between two parties. So if any relationship has to grow, it is facilitated by communication. So if we don't talk, there'll be no what? No growth. Ne? Yeah. God gave us mouth. Say mouth. mouth. It's meant for what? To communicate, you know. So, so enhances two parties to grow in their relationship. To it also to contribute to the fellowship between two parties. So also talking is for what? It's for fellowship, fellowshipping. Ne? Yeah, it's for fellowshipping. So it's important that when we are together, we also do what? Talk. It's part of fellowship. Today there are so many distractions. There's, we, you know, we've got TVs, we've got... Uh, uh, you know, work, the laptops and all those things. We've got our phones. And somehow we, le we neglect our time to do what? To communicate, you know. So it is also to assist the couple in becoming one. Ne? So oneness comes by doing what? Communication. I mean, if you have to resolve um, issues, uh, you need to talk them out. Why? Because you are from different backgrounds, you know, and you don't have the same uh, belief system. You come to a place where you want to be one, but you don't even have the same values. I guess a long understanding. And that's why you have to decide also to say, uh, when the Bible says the two shall become one, the question will be, which one also? <laughs> I mean, that's where you have to come to that. When we say we are becoming one, which one? Is it my one or your one? You know? Because others think because I'm the head, then it's my one. I'm the head. The Bible says I'm the head. So the one about one guy, no, it doesn't, it doesn't speak about that. We have to communicate on how are we going to do things from here. You know. That's why others you find, but my mother was cooking like this. You didn't marry your mother. <laughs> so you have to come and communicate what is our style of cooking. 
If you know the jam, I am a brown. Can you know the family? Then you can't go high. My name is Ali. Arena Aviang. We have to communicate that. The Bible says, "How can two walk together unless they agree on something?" So most of the time, we don't agree on anything. We we go into relationships and also into marriage with assumptions. We assume uh, to say no. My experience from home is what I'm going to experience in my marriage. But these are two different people. So unity is essential for marriage in go in 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 it go uh, being strong. So remember that marriage is is the coming together of two different persons, opinions, views, sets of values, desires, ways of doing things. Unity is critical in all areas of life, but especially in what? In marriage. Now when we read 1 Corinthians, maybe as a basis of my scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 10, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 10, it says, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and in thought. Did you hear that? Did you pick that up? Let me read it one, one, one more time. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say and... Oh. Am I reading the right thing? In what you say and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and in thought. So that you be perfect united in what? In mind and in thought. And it says, also in what you say, the two shall become one. So it refers to what? To unity. So there is great power that is released in unity. I will not read this. Matthew 18, uh, 15 to 20. I will send the scriptures on our WhatsApp group. Um, there is multiplication of strength in unity. Deuteronomy uh, 32 verse 30. Unity is necessary for harmony and peace to take place, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, verse 10, the one that we uh, just uh, read. So good marriages will have unity between husband and wife in three areas. So there are three key areas um, that, we need, uh, that we need unity. Number one is unity of purpose. Say unity of purpose. Yeah. So it's important that when two people uh, you know, get into a relationship, any kind of relationship, to say, in this relationship, what is our purpose? If there is no purpose, there'll be abuse. I guess you'll understand that. So, meaning every marriage must have a vision. Must have a vision to say, 
what is this marriage all about? And where is this marriage going to? Most marriages are stuck because there's no, there's no vision in marriage. Come on, wives, ask your husband now, what is the vision of our marriage? Katamik. <laughs> What things are you going to achieve together if there's no vision? It means we are just doing things, Fen. How are we going to go forward if there is no vision? Now imagine if in our church we didn't have a vision. We just say, no, let's gather. We are just gathering. What are we achieving by being together? What is it that we are supposed to do? What are we looking forward to? So every marriage must be united by what? Purpose. So a vision for your marriage must be written down and it must be discussed, communicated, and talked about it. This is our vision. This is where we see ourselves going and achieving things together. Hallelujah. Yeah. Unity in judgment. And unity in practice. So meaning unity in judgment, when we take decisions, there must be unity in decisions. So the two shall become one. It's not an easy thing. Because men have got things that they like, women have got things that they like. Men see things differently, and women see things differently. You know. So the wife would say, let's buy... Uh, the, the house first, and the man would say, I, but let's, let's buy the GL63 first. <laughs> you know. So in terms of, 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 of judgment, in terms of making uh, uh, decisions for your home and where you're going, decisions for your children, you know, it's important also to make decisions. How are we going to raise our children? It's even crucial when you come to a marriage where someone comes with a child. To say, how are we going to discipline this child? Because there will rise issues to say, but you discipline this child like because he's not yours. You, you discipline this child this way because he's not your child. But if it was discussed or communicated before to say, yes, we are getting married, you are coming with a child, how do we discipline the child? So we must have what? One judgment. Why is it that important? Because also children are, are looking at us. Yeah? If the other one is hard, the other one is lenient, they will always run to the one who is lenient. And it will make that, it, it will show as if this other parent is, is bad, this one is good. So we must have the same mind. Lang understand, eh? We must have the same mind. This is how we discipline our children. This is how we are going to use our finances. This is how, how are we going to buy clothes? Are we going to use, uh, you know, accounts or are we buying cash? Is it discussed or everyone just comes with their habit? When it comes to money issues, 
do I just give my family money when they ask it without telling my spouse? Or do we agree first to say when our parents need money, we talk about it? Or just because I earn more money, I'm the one who takes financial decisions. We need to discuss those things. So what are the two main kinds of communication in every marriage? At any given time, we are communicating one way or the other. At any given time, we are communicating one way or the other. So there is a unifying conversation. A unifying conversation is that communication which draws us closer together and builds the relationship. So that's a unifying conversation. Unifying communication. It is that one that does what? That brings us together. So unifying communication it, it is fostered by several things. Number one, by positive praise. Say positive praise. Say positive praise. There should be praise in every marriage. Actually, you're supposed to be your spouse's biggest fan. Hallelujah. When last did you praise your spouse? Ah, when I went low. <laughs> you are my king. You are my lord. Ah, there is no one like you. But mama, what is wrong with you? When last did you praise your husband? To say, you know you are a good husband. There is no other Men like you. You are wonderful. I don't know why men think, women think men don't, love pra- don't like praises. Bazalwan, we love praises. Yes, Ben. Praise your men. Langutwa. Hey, Urwena, my king. You are my lord. You know how painful it is You are you are tired, you're from work, you, you have stress. When you come in the house. They tell you there's no bread. The first thing. The approach should be this. Papa, how are you? How was work? Did everything go well? Can you tell me about everything? Can can I do something for you as you sit down? Can I wash your feet or something? But when you get home, they tell you, hey, the lights are low. (laughs) Even to the fathers, let's learn to praise our wives. You are beautiful, my wife. There is no one like you. 
You are the, you are the best slenderest woman. Lento umwana hore mara otonto. Praise is essential. It's an essential communication. As 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 people, as as men and women, we were made to to long for praise. Make praise as part of your daily life. Lingudril. Encouragement, number two. There must be encouragement in every relationship or marriage. We must be there to do what? To encourage each other. Maybe the husband comes back from work and is discouraged. You're able to sit them down and say, you know what? You can do it. You can overcome this. Men don't want to hear, I told you. I told you that you are a failure. You are just like your father. Pastor Lan, men are told, born a little bit, we make a When your wife is discouraged, don't tell a man up. Encourage her. My wife, you can. You can do it. You are stronger than this. You are bigger than this. Just send an encouraging word. Honest sharing of love. So there must be sharing. We must be sharing about the little things of love. Hmm? Sharing about the smaller things, okay? You remember when you, you started to love each other and you were calling her every day and you were speaking for hours on the phone and you were saying, drop a pill. And she said, no, drop a pill. No, drop. No, we're not drop a You can even remind each other of those moments. <laughs> to say, you were lying. <laughs> Share, you know, smaller things that will make, that will spice up your things. Things to laugh about. Laughter is, the rem- is a remedy also for marriage. There are couples who don't laugh together. They don't laugh. It's always serious business. It's always serious. Pastor, marriage can't just always be serious. Laughter, actually, it's a healer. Find things to laugh about together. Let's also, also a respectful dialogue. Respectful dialogue. Can we be Mature and civil as we see things differently. You know? Not insulting each other. It's okay not to see things with the same eye. But you don't have to insult me. Because I don't see things the way you see them. We can keep our dialogues clean while we differ in thought. 
language. Keep your conversations clean from insult, vulgar. Don't look down on your spouse in your conversation. Let's be clean when we argue. Are we clear on that one? The other one is there must be trust in our communication. Whatever that we communicate, I must communicate that I trust you. Even though before, but when we communicate for the next time, it must reflect trust. Because some people would say, hey, let's try to do this, but I know you. Last time you failed. Evidently, even this time you're going to fail, but let's do it. There must be trust in whatever that we are communicating. There must be faith in what we are communicating. Even though we have had some uh, uh, flaws in the past, but our communication must reflect something that is brighter, that is greater. But only people change. Hallelujah. I know people would say, once a pirate, always <laughs> a pirate. But we need to trust people. We need to do what? Trust. Our communication must reflect that we trust. Our communication must reflect kindness. There must be what? Kindness. Be kind in your speech, how you talk. You know, there are people who have the ability to tell you to go to hell. And you see yourself immediately going to hell. <laughs> Not even looking back. There are people who have the un anointing to discourage you. You wake up full, full of power. Full of energy. Looking forward to this day. Then this person just says, but who do you think you are? Hmm? Who do you think you are? You come up with the energy and this, but... Yeah, somebody once told me, you know Ruth Wadilo was alone. Sure. Be kind. Greet each other when you wake up. Don't just wake up with problems. When you wake up, good morning, Mutuaka, how are you? When last time did you greet your spouse in the morning? Where is that towel? Where is that? <laughs> Yo, I'm late and late. Greetings is an act of kindness. How will you greet other people if you fail to greet your wife when you wake up in the morning? My love, how are you this morning? Good morning, my love. Mar, you can send good morning messages on social media, but you can't. <laughs> Be considerate. 
Consideration. Be considerate, you know, considerate in your communication. Always put yourself on your spouse's or your partner's shoes. Always be willing to compromise certain things. But so marriage is about compromise. So even in our communication, sometimes you compromise for the sake of what? Of peace and moving together. So you can't always be saying, I am the head. What I say goes. That's not biblical. The Bible says as a head, you are, you are also a servant. So your leadership is servant leadership. And we learn servant, servant leadership from who? From Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ didn't come to be served. He came to serve. But he is the head of the church. So headship is not bossing around, but it's serving your family. Have humility in your conversation. Let there be what? Humility. Humility will take any relationship a long way. Actually, pride, communication that is full of pride is killing a lot of marriages. Every time you speak, you speak out of pride. It is always about me, 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 me. It is me, me. Every time you're, you're telling us what the things that you bought. Hey, don't forget it is me who bought this fridge. Don't forget it is me who bought the house. If it was not by me, we will be on the streets. When we are married in a relationship, it is no longer about I, but it is about we. We. We have done this. We have done this. We have done this. So the result of unifying conversation is joy and blessing in marriage. Now, there is what we call a divisive conversation. Divisive conversation is that communication which undermines or destroys a relationship. Divisive. Now, divisive communication is fed by several things. One, it is fed by anger. Somebody say anger. Anger. Never agree to communicate when you are angry. Langul. When you are angry, say, hey, my partner, can we just cool it off for a minute? Pray that God will give you that wisdom. My partner, let us, let us pull it off for a minute. Maybe we can talk after an hour or, or two minutes. So back off, pull off. Most times when we are angry, we say things that are destroying. And sometimes you will say things that you, you would say later, I didn't mean what I said. So learn to check yourself when you, you are angry. Don't communicate. You rather keep quiet. 
Because some of the things that come out of anger, they destroy people. They hurt people. They end relationships. They end marriages because you spoke out of anger. Anger never builds, but it destroys. Bitterness. When you are bitter, do not communicate. Because only bitter ways, ways out that are full of poison, are going to come out of you. We should seek to always speak words that are building, not destroying each other. Even when someone has made a mistake, you don't speak to discredit them. You don't speak to destroy them. But you speak to do what? To build. Most people are hurt in relationships because of words that came out of bitterness. Selfishness. I think it relates with something that I said before. Now, in our communication, we should guard against what? Selfishness. I also spoke about the me. Ne? The me. This is what I want. And if I don't get what I want, I'm pulling out of this. So it's always about me. This is what I want. This is what I want. It's about me and me and me, me, myself, and I. Without considering what does this other person want. Without in being inclusive. So in, in our communication, we need to be inclusive in how we speak. Inclusive in the things um, that you want to say, okay, you want this and I want this. Then what is the common denominator? What is, is it that we can do that we both get what we want out of this? Rather than to say, if I don't get this, then that's it. Criticism. Criticism. Say criticism. There are people who like who just criticize. Always cri they, they are just waiting with a red pen. Even now, they say, hey, the pastor could have said it like this. <laughs> if it was me, I was there in front. This is high, how I will say it. You know. So it's time somebody does something you criticize. Nah, you did not do right. Now, if, if, you were, if it was me, I would do it like this. Don't have the spirit of criticism in your marriage. Don't always be there to, to mark the wrongs. Wrong, 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 wrong. There are people who have a critical spirit. Says, yeah, you, you have cleaned, but there is one spot here. Why don't you clean it when? Because you see it. Yes, you have ironed, but look, look, look at it. Why don't you finish it up? Yes, you have done this, but look at this. Yes, you have done this, but learn to appreciate rather than being a critic. And where you can help, help than criticizing. It's easy to criticize. Actually, people who are always critical, it's people who sit down and do nothing. When you are busy doing something, contributing into a relationship, you don't have time 
to criticize the other partner. Because you believe that we are here together to do what? To build and go forward. Dishonesty. We must be honest in our communication. Be what? Say honest. Some of the things that break relationships and marriages is lies. Speaking what? Lies. There are people who can lie, Bazalwan. Don't lie in your marriage. Be honest. When you have messed up, go and say, I have messed up. Before it's too late. Some of the things have got a way of showing up later. And sometimes when they show up, it is too late. Those who are also about to enter into a marriage, if you have children and you are a man, disclose. Disclose. Others don't disclose. They are not honest. They go into a relationship, they know they've got children. Others are here, they are married, they know they've got children outside. And the wife doesn't know. We will know the day we bury you. I know this guy, I mean, they, I think they married for, for two weeks. Then they divorced. This guy was marrying this lady, and this was a very, a very rich lady. Very influential. She's actually a millionaire. And they got married, we married them. Then the day after, another lady called uh, that lady and said, the man you married has got a child with me. And that lady said, is it true? He says, yes. He says, how old is the baby? And he says, no, the baby is three months old. So she said, so all this time we were dating, this man had a child and did not disclose. And he picked up his call and called that man and said, it is over. That man fainted. I had to go visit him at the hospital. And he said, but it was over. It has done. Are being honest, Honesty, In our communication. Be communicate honestly. Be honest in your communication. I spoke about this, but we will just put it. Pride. 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 There are people who've got pride in their marriage. They've got that pride. It's, it's, it is me. Do you know that peacock bed? Have you seen how it shows its... It's me. It's because of me. I've done this. It's me, 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 me. I spoke about this me. To say, as the children of God, we are not driven by me, but we are driven by the what? By the eye. The things that you have done, you have done it for the both of you. You, you hear me? Even if you are a woman, 
and you are earning more than your husband, don't take pride in that. Langutwa. That money is not yours. Kialina. Barishu. Kiali. Bona, it's your money. It's not yours. It's just that God, remember, again we said the Bible says the two shall be one. And you are earning more than your, your husband. Let's say you're earning 100,000. Your husband is earning 2,000. But the Bible says the two shall what? Shall be one. So God in that marriage chose to bring the He doesn't, in a marriage, he doesn't bring a blessing to the individual. He brings the blessing to the marriage. So it's just that he chose a different channel. So God can choose anyone to bless the marriage. He can choose the man. He can also choose the woman. Man is a provider. We are going to deal with it. To say, how does it apply in today's world? Is it because you, you become a provider because you earn more than your wife? But it's not a topic for today. But I think we need to deal with it one day. So God can choose anyone to, to bless. So don't have pride in that. You still need to be a wife. You're not a husband because you, you earn more. Languja. And one that you're not a wife because you earn less. So you, still, you are still the head of the family. You still need to take on your responsibilities. Learn to hold 2,000, I hold 100. You are, you are a head. Because in Kamyalen, K102,000. When they ask you how much you earn, I earn 100. And two thousand. But Marwan said you yes. God blessed the marriage. God blessed the marriage. So he blessed it with, with all things. Even money. But you take your position. Learn to hold two thousand. Be a man. Do what other men do. Baba Holambo 200,000. Cut 2,000, do something. Hallelujah. Don't be lazy now. Mm -mm. You must work. The first thing that God gave Adam is work, not job. Languja. He gave him what? Work, not. Not what? What's the difference between work and a job?
Yeah. Yes. Work is purpose. Job is employment. So, garden I have to just because Musadi Ohola more than Twanta Yohira. Iram Merogo go high. Bunda, the girl I eat in Merogo, I want that. Yeah, Iram Merogo. In every area, do the work. <laughs> Don't be lazy. Do the work. Work the garden. It's your job. I think my time is... <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think I will, I, will, I, will, I, will, I will just end it there. And just to, so that you also be able to, to reflect. We, we spoke about positive praise, encouragement, honest sharing in love, respectful dialogue, trust, kindness, consideration, Humility. These are supposed to be found in our communication as people love each other. Things that we need to avoid, we said it's anger, bitterness, selfishness, criticism, dishonesty, and pride. So whether, you know, these things they work not just in marriage. They will work anywhere, in any relationships. And let me also address those who are in relationships. There are those who will jump from one relationship to another relationship and you think you are cursed as, and, and they don't marry you. Also reflect on this. You might find that you have pride. You are a single lady, but you have pride. And this pride, and when on your pride I you must decide to be humble. Read the word of God. The Holy Spirit will convict you, but you have to decide not to live a prideful life. I guess Throw it away. I don't know who I'm talking to. It's just an individual. Pride as a woman. Leave it alone. So I'm closing just with these words to say we have noted this. Go and reflect on yourself. To say what is it that I have here. Do I have anger, bitterness, selfish? Am I selfish? Am I always criticizing? Am I always uh, dishonest or pride? And go and ask God and say, Lord, forgive me for what I've done. Cleanse me from everything and forgive me. And don't just relax after forgiving, but take a step to work on those things. Then you will have a blessed, a lovely, and a joyful relationship and a joyful marriage.